Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. My name's Kat. I'm Wendy. And I'm Tara. On today's episode, it's a very special episode. Coming to you live from the Zenite Retreat. When we come back. Strong women, badass gals. Some of them are more than pals. Our show can be a little gay. But if you're not, that's okay. You can listen and have fun either way. Zena Star Wars, Doctor Who, guests in music and reviews, Game of Thrones, why Nona too? She promises something for you. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like dirty things. Hi guys. Hi. Hey. So I really I have mixed feelings because I wish I could have been there. I wasn't there, but you guys did such a great job. Thank you. You guys got some great interviews. Who'd you guys talk to? Mary D, Penny, and, yep. the organizer of the retreat, mm-hmm. Steven Sears, and Ariel from the Xena mu- movie campaign. That's right. Yes. Yeah. It was really interesting. We were there. It, and you kind of got the feeling that it was a very, a lot of energy there. It's a lot of positive It energy. was awesome. Yeah. I, it was very well put together. I was very impressed by what Penny has achieved. And it definitely had that, yeah, that, that positive energy going everywhere by everybody <laughs> there wasn't mm-hmm. anybody kind of mulling around like you know like a curmudgeon it was like oh no everybody was there to support each other and achieve things that they hadn't achieved before and it was just a really cool event so yeah. made me want to partake next year and actually go and stay there we just were there for the day right. mm-hmm. um, it wasn't enough time because the there were so many things going on so many options, everything from, you know, I think we mentioned it in our interviews, from pottery <laughs> to like social <laughs> activism <or laughs> based around Cena. I don't you know, it was yeah. amazing. A wide softball. variety. Mm-hmm. Jacqueline Kim played on yeah, the soc- bo- softball played. tournament. <laughs> nice. Apparently she's on the team, so. Yeah. It was, it's a, it's a well-run organization. It's very, very good. And I think they said like, and they, Penny may mention this, but like a third of the people there it was their first time at any Xena event anywhere, even conventions, anything. It's they, amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, um, I highly recommend, I, you know, we haven't been out to actually stay, but just our few hours that we spent, it made me want to go back. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's listen. We are here right now at the Xenite Retreat with the woman who was responsible for the existence of the Xenite Retreat. Because if anyone knows Penny, they know when Penny says, you know, I think I want to do blah, 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 softball tournament, <laughs> Xenite Retreat, make a movie, whatever, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it's going to be done well, as everyone can attest to. This is a very well-run, really cool event. Oh, that is thanks, in, in its third year, right? Actually, this is year fourth. four. Fourth year. Mm-hmm. Fourth Gosh, year. I know. And it's just getting better every year. It is. is it easy to do now? Can you just like do it easily? <laughs> <laughs> easy. <Yeah. laughs> no, no, not at all. As someone who's just recently been through childbirth and been told that that never gets easier, uh, I can say no. Which it's one's harder, childbirth or the Z-Night retreat? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Is it a tie? <laughs> <laughs> they both make me scream and cry oh. uh, in, in both yeah. wonder and fear. Yeah. But this one will never become an unruly teenager or right. a, a terrible twosome toddler. Oh, well, then you've never been at the Howl at the Moon. Oh. <laughs> That's quite... I stand corrected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah f- year, f- year four. Year four. So nice. what's new this year? This year... So each year we do a different uh, themed dance party on Sunday night. So this year is a Bacchanalia, which we've been wanting to do for a long time. Um, so I'm really excited 
to uh, to be doing that this evening. And what's that about? What happens there? So. The way we like to describe it is it's kind of like a twist of the, uh, we, we borrow from the ancient Roman bacchanalia, but without all of the really nasty illegal <laughs> stuff <laughs> <laughs> and pervy gross horrible things that, that we don't <laughs> want to be involved in. And basically we're embracing the wine festival and we're, we're stealing from the uh, the Xena episode, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Mm-hmm. We're kind of going for that kind of like kitschy vampire type. Awesome. Mixed with some Romans. I'm expecting some pretty cool costumes. I oh, I yeah. the costumes have shown up this year. Wow. It's it's blown my mind. Yes. So Xenites can make the costumes. Yeah. And there Xena gave you a lot of good ammunition for yes. really cool costumes. That spans the entire history of the world. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got the Bacchanalia um, this year. What else is new this year? I heard the talent competition really took it up a notch yes, this year. Yes, the talent show was phenomenal. And I was sitting in the front row and, I, you know, when we, we talked about it, we are like, you know, it's going to be fun and it's going to be people coming out and probably just mostly singing because <laughs> that's mostly what people think that they can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, we had some incredible stuff going on. My jaw hit the floor. We had a proposal as well. Oh. Somebody <laughs> well, two as proposals, part of the talent right? show? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, oh, as part of the show. Uh-huh, wow. This girl who thought she was going to be doing some reenactment was actually being proposed oh. to. <laughs> and we had another proposal. Does she know she actually got engaged? <laughs> yeah. Did they tell her it was real? <laughs> she, her jaw hit the floor and she burst into tears <laughs> and said yes immediately. It was so beautiful. And I bawled my eyes out. I was not prepared. Um, and then, yeah, another proposal on the hike. The Pacific wow. Crest Hike. Which place. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful out here. I mean, we're in the middle of the mountains of the Angeles National Forest. Yeah. But th- we got you got like a cool setup here. It's like a it's a camp, mm-hmm. and there is a beautiful pool right here. Yeah, Canyon so Creek Summer Camp is yeah. what it's called, and it is the most incredible facility. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Wow. I mean, from where we are, we mm. see a pool, a ropes course, tennis courts. I know there's a softball field somewhere. Yep, yeah, that's <laughs> some that's cool-looking tents up. and cabins. And surrounded by mountains, we're and in this mountain. little yeah. valley. It's incredible. So it's not it's not exactly roughing it. But it not at all. It's the experience. It's not even. <laughs> it's not even glamping. Like glamping yeah. is like <laughs> fancy camping. This is, uh, this is definitely more like a retreat. Which yeah. I mean, has Z night retreat, and it's the food awesome. is just. I mean, there's this incredible. I don't even think that professional chef is does her justice. Wow. The food is just out of yeah. this world. Yeah. And I heard. Th- well, um, going back to the um, talent show, I heard the winners. We did piano, like a piano violin mix. Yeah, yeah. The winner was uh, Lara DeWitt and Carmela Scalzo, and Lara played piano and Carmela played violin, and they did a medley of Xena songs, hmm. and we were singing along, and then we were crying. You know, when they played the the funeral song, we all started mm. crying, and then they start playing Jocks of the Mighty, so we <laughs> went from crying to laughing and singing, and it was just great. It was really cool. So what what pers- first put the idea of a Zenite retreat into your head? Uh, okay, so Zenith conventions got pretty wild, right? <laughs> you guys oh yeah. know all about that. We've been there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't remember because I was drunk right. most of the time. <laughs> yeah, and so we used to just hang out in the lobby all the time. Yeah. And then we, you know, we, we sort of always talked about something more. And it started out, sh- act out with, um, with the softball. Softball and the after parties for the conventions. And so I, coming from Australia, um, softball, baseball was really never a thing um, in Australia. It's mm-hmm. definitely taken off now. But back then, um, my favorite movie is A League of Their Own. And I always mm. wanted to Love play that movie. Yeah. baseball. Love it so much. And um, and I've never been able to play. And so my friend Regina, Sizey, we call her, uh, she was like, well, I play softball. So why don't we just, yeah, I can sh- it's, it's Xenocon. I'm sure we could find some people who know how to play softball. <laughs> right. <laughs> So we just kind of put it out there, and um, she designed the logos. We threw them up and got them printed, and 
we had so many people play that we had way more people on the team. The, the outfield, like, Wendy, were you there? I, for the I was there for the first one. <laughs> I was. Wasn't that the one that was really muddy and rainy? I think the first one was, was it? I'm one not of the sure. ones we was really, but we went out there and we thought it might be canceled, but we went out in the mud and played and mm -hmm. yeah, it was yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. There were so many people that you could like spread your arms and touch <laughs> another person. <laughs> and you just were all out in the field <laughs> yeah. all together. So good luck awesome. getting a hit. <laughs> right. right, yeah. So the scores were always <laughs> good so Good luck low. not getting hit if you're that yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, um, yeah, so it started out with softball and then, we, you know, we did the after parties to kind of cap the end of the conventions because they always seem to just kind of like fizzle out without anything yeah. exciting. It's so sad. So I know. And depression so sets in. So yeah. we started these after parties, and um, and then when they announced the end of the conventions, me having started in two thousand in seven when I was a fresh twenty one year old. I remember <laughs> that twenty one in eleven <laughs> days. Yep. Um, and then here I am. I've been through making friends. I met my wife at the convention. I got married at the convention, and I was like, I am not ready for this to end mm -hmm. and we had always talked about this camp amazon thing and i know there was something in new zealand that sounded really cool and we never got over to do that um and so we were talking more like in the woods and it started out as an extravagant game of like a bow and arrow paintball <laughs> and, we, and we had all these That's rules so where there was like a safe zone where you could which was like the lake and you could bathe and be safe and pee and eat but then the second that you <laughs> left the safe zone it was like game on and, and it was you know it was a very like amazon war game that's cool and then i remember that i f can i swear yeah yes i, I, I think we have it in not the explicit yeah yes. we do because <laughs> i think cat swore once Just so now we have the rating. Yeah. Uh, i fucking hate camping <laughs> and bugs and being dirty and so i was like mm, that's not really gonna work that sounds horrible um but that was the basis of the idea so then i pulled in some friends because that's what you do when you want something to happen you pull in your buddies and um we started you know brainstorming and found this camp and then you yeah. know yeah it went from there and a, as a joke we said you know what let's let's do an event where we paint ourselves blue and howl at the moon and <laughs> it became one of the um cornerstones of the Zenite retreat like it's the thing that people look forward to the most it's this incredibly cathartic event where people show up in their underwear oh. and cover themselves in blue paint and it's like to your comfort so some mm -hmm. people are in their underwear some people are fully dressed and, and covered in blue paint anyway and we literally dance around a fire hmm. and howl at the moon and unless you're there you really can't understand the the, the magic in the air mm -hmm. it's hmm. surreal wow mm. i wonder if people if there's an uptick in like coyote like people thinking they hear coyotes yeah, <laughs> yeah in the area <laughs> when you guys are having that there were a lot of coyotes out last night i don't know what was happening out there that's that's awesome. yeah i've heard I know linda christ is one of my friends and she's talked about how much she enjoys that just the painting of the blue and the howling of the moon and yeah. just the, the way that linda. feels and it's like your own mm -hmm. it's like you're living in the amazon uh, village for a weekend it is like our own little amazon village yeah. for sure mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and it's it's our own little community and for three days of the year for um reality is suspended and we all come together and we're this community of just positivity and happiness and it sounds so kumbaya no. but <laughs> seriously well, that's it's always it's the best part of, part of any con sometimes yeah. is being able to mm -hmm. like just kind of get away from the normal life mm -hmm. things and your yeah. problems and the world events and just go be with your fellow amazons yeah. or mm -hmm. zenites or 
nerds or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the energy here is amazing. It's just, it's infectious. You don't want to leave once you're here. Yeah. (laughs) And and we worked so hard at the beginning. We sort of, we talked about what kind of camp we wanted it to be. And, you know, when we're bringing together people from all around the world and a lot of people who um, wanted to go to conventions but never got a chance to go to them, so they're coming to retreat, but they don't know anybody. And so one of the challenges that we had was, well, how do we make sure that someone in a camp situation where you're really meant to be bonding with an existing relationship, how do we do that and have people have a great time when they know absolutely nobody? Mm-hmm. And so we sort of say, you come alone, but you're only alone until you get off the bus. <laughs> um, and and so we created these nations of mm. the Zenite retreat. So there's five nations. We have Xena's warriors, Ephany's Amazons, Brunhilde's Valkyries, Callisto's Cutthroats, and Gabrielle's Bards. And we thought it would be this cool little like Harry Potter house type yeah. thing. You know? And we have tap points, tap for Rob Tappert. Um, oh. <laughs> so we have these tap points, which which are like, you know, you can get points for just being yourself. Um, so people recognize you for, you know, if, if I saw Wendy scale the leap of faith and be terrified, but jump off anyway and hit the ground, I could write you a little tap point that says, oh. I really admire your courage. Uh, that took wow. a lot of guts. And so not only are you getting a point for your nation by just being you and enjoying your huh. weekend you get to take that little card home with you oh and so the awesome. the campus really embraced the nation idea and now they're freaking on crack they're like <laughs> so the bards this year have taken off and they have chants and they have staffs and they have moves and battle cries wow. and yeah wow. I yeah. wish all nations would have a little tap card. And <laughs> yeah, for positivity <laughs> and other support. Yeah, other nations yeah, on bravery. Something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard uh, there are twenty about 25% of the people here are new. So you're bringing in more people who have never been to a Xena convention, something yes. like that. It's 40-something um, people. Yeah, so there's roughly a third. Is that the same? Th- oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, Almost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at math. Don't do the math. <laughs> Don't make me do that. Yeah, so it's about a third of the camp, which I oh. shit myself when I realize the numbers because there's that fear of a, of, a, of a balance shift when we've had three years of a certain vibe and then there's so many new people coming in. I was like, what if the vibe changes? Uh, but they have been so embraced and, and lifted it up even more. And it's, yeah, it's, it's cool to see people that I didn't even – you know, they, were, they weren't in their life not a month ago, not three days ago. Mm-hmm. And now people, you know, they're family. Yeah. How's mm-hmm. it feel now being the elder? Yeah. Like compared hey, to the... Remember the when we, we all met. At one point, <laughs> you're the elders and now you're... I know. There's a little... There's you're a, a little, legend. There's a baby bard in the pool right now. And I look at her and she goes, <laughs> you know, she's like, pulls her shirt off and starts shouting. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, that used to be me. It's interesting perspective. But I never thought that I would be... Um, running a camp with my wife uh, with my 10 week old baby girl yeah. uh, like it's yeah it's, it's okay. so cool ha, are, do you have any costume uh, options in mind for your baby oh cat will not let me dress her no up. no oh. Oh. what a perfect got, opportunity yeah i know yeah no. my favorite baby costume i saw was a baby centaur and it put like a tiny horse body <laughs> on the baby. I think you need oh, to do it. Oh wow! It was the cutest thing. <laughs> Maybe when she's a little older, the options. Will she's expand. a little small right now. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean yeah. Eve, baby <laughs> Eve, or baby Solon, true, or a little key to the kingdom baby. But that's about it. There mm-hmm. you go. Was mm-hmm. it? What kind of? How big of a staff do you have? I assume it's not just you. No, it's <laughs> not. Thank God, I would. <laughs> I would not sound this great if. I <laughs> um, no, there's 16, roughly 16 team awesome members that are pretty much full time at the camp, mm-hmm. um, for the three days that we run it, and then we have additional what we call sidekicks who will jump in for a shift or two here or there so sidekicks yeah. i like it mm-hmm. is this kind of a year-round thing or how soon do you start planning the next year oh tuesday tuesday we'll be planning the next wow. actually wow. we're trying to we're trying to get more of a you know retreat life balance because uh-huh. now that 
we're all getting older. We're not young and have nothing else to do with our lives. Right. <laughs> so we'll we're and and as we go on and and do more retreats, it does get a little more streamlined. So we're not right. inventing systems and procedures anymore. We're just sort mm-hmm. of like honing them. So. Um, I'm hoping to have a nice break. I'm about to go to Australia, so oh, nice. I'll be switching off everything. Because you live here in the States now? Yes, so. I live in Illinois now. Awesome. Yeah. Welcome to America. <laughs> America. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> well, I can tell you, that just walking in, I haven't been out here before, but now I live in California, so uh-huh. it's something that's kind of feasible now. To, to just It's a, like just over an hour drive, but you walk into the main room, the main like lunch dining area, and there's huge banners and all this mm-hmm. but you can tell that just walking in that the work's gone into it yeah and that the organization organization is there and that <laughs> it's not just like someone said come out for a camp and then doing didn't do right. anything. it's it's very well run and and i've heard nothing but positive things from everyone that i know who've attended so yeah and i think that's what people sort of thought was that it was like this kind of you know oh just come and let's watch some xena and talk about xena and you know right but mm-hmm. no we i mean i do not do things by halves no, so we not. have <laughs> <laughs> we have 16 foot banners of xena and gabrielle in what we call Meg's Tavern. Mm-hmm. And we renamed everything in the camp. So the poor camp staff that actually work here are trying to remember because <laughs> we have the Amazon Atrium. They call it something else. And so they're trying to keep up with, with our naming systems. But it's it's really cool. Like you're stepping into the world of Xena. Um, and yeah, we, we want to make sure that like even the water stations have signs on that say Kaltaka. Because it's oh, like yeah. the smallest <laughs> little jokes, and and this is like this is kind of potty humor, and I do apologize. I think I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, Kalisto's cutthroat. Yes. So their slogan, <laughs> talking about up. the nations and how they all have slogans, Kalisto's cutthroat slogan is "Here for blood." I walked into the bathroom this year, and on the little sanitary bin <laughs> was a little sign "Here for blood," and I just shook I my laughed. head. And yeah, <laughs> I just saw that myself. It just, it just oh. makes me so happy that this is life. Yeah. So when for people who want to come next year, mm. how soon do you start putting a tickets on sale or information out? When do they, when should they start looking for information on next year? Ticket sales pretty much open up as soon as the following retreat is done. Okay. So we usually have we allow um, alumni to purchase tickets first, and of course, if you've been to a retreat, you get a discount, mm-hmm. which is nice. nice. Um, and then yeah, they're they're open. We have payment plans as well. We have two different types of payment plans, so you can pay. Um, over like a smaller amount over a longer period of time or a larger amount over a shorter period of time. Um, but yeah, it's it's all on our website, which is zenightretreat.com. Zenightretreat.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's awesome. And, and yeah, you can fly right into Burbank Airport. Yes. And hop on the Argo Express. That's right. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do pre-treat Thursday night, which is basically just a lot of getting together and just connecting where Team Awesome can connect as well and not have to be as switched on and usually uh, Adrian Wilkinson does her dinner which is always a lot of fun as well so it's really just D-Nights congregating from all over the world uh, descending on Burbank and yeah, yeah. Well, and then they get a bus ride through the beautiful mm-hmm. mountains, and then you arrive here at the retreat. Yeah, yeah, you wind up through the mountains. It's stunning. We do sing-alongs on the bus. We have lucky door prizes. So, I mean, because, again, bus rides, not my favorite thing. <laughs> um, but So we try to make it fun. And then when you get here, you get greeted by Nikki with a shot of Jägermeister, <laughs> if you so wish. Aww. Um, I wish. And, yeah. then we <laughs> and we have like goodie bags. So, you know, when you show up, you get something. Because one of the things that I learned when I was younger um, was something that stuck with me in everything that I do, which is um, always give more than you receive. Always give more in, I mean, in intention, in swag, you know, whatever it is. And so when you show up, um, you get a water bottle so that you are never going to be thirsty throughout the weekend because it gets hot out here, mm-hmm. um, you know, in cups because we don't like 
the red solo cups or any color solo cups because <laughs> um, of the environment and yeah. we're trying to be really mm-hmm. conscious with with everything so you get lots of little goodies as well that's awesome and your favorite part of the experience <sighs> oh my goodness that's like oh gosh the nap when it's like over <laughs> <laughs> no i know that's <laughs> that was that was my first instinct but really i think my favorite part is actually the beginning i've got to mm. say like if i'm going on like what first comes to mind it's when we drop the screen and every year we play a music video um, and and it's just looking out into the crowd. I always stand off to the side and the Xena theme song starts, it's that doo, 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 you know, <laughs> and and my heart starts because you can't listen to that song and not get goosebumps yeah. and, and looking out to the crowd and their faces looking up at the screen and just being like, you guys have no idea what you're in for. <laughs> or they do because they're back for a fourth year and, and knowing that these people are coming from all over the world to to experience this and share in this these moments um, and that I don't know that we that we created this mm-hmm. it's so I can't even I can't comprehend it you which be very proud I am so <laughs> proud and so uh, in love with everybody for coming to the party because I always say this at the end every year which is we put it on but unless you guys come it's just me in a big hall with some <laughs> awesome banners yeah. and a lot of food. Yeah, the pool to myself. <laughs> and and the, the first year it was, you know, we had our ideas and people people came and weren't sure what was going to go on and they 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 were like, "All right, let's let's see this." And year 4, we've you've I don't know if you've you'll have to wander around and look at we do cabin decorating competitions. Well, Tara likes to point out the variety of panels you have. Anywhere yeah. from uh, activities range when I was looking at the schedule. I said, mm-hmm. oh, look, <laughs> um, there's like something like social activism and within the Xenoverse. Or, um, and then you can go from that and then you can also go to pottery mm-hmm. and yeah. board, breaking. <laughs> board breaking. Board breaking, yeah. leather work. We had Xena debates yesterday. That was so <laughs> great. Like, you know, Gabrielle deserved to be dragged. Um, <laughs> one, of the, one of my favorite debates, which I was not expecting to be so fantastic, which was um, Married with Fish Sticks is a deep and meaningful episode. <laughs> you will not believe and we did the winner was by round of applause hmm. the girl who was in affirmative won that debate because she made such a great debate on how how you could find meaning in married with fish sticks and i was like who would have thought <laughs> it was incredible wow. and uh one of my other favorites was um xena should have killed hope when she was a baby and that turned into like could have been hmm. sponsored by planned parenthood <laughs> 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 it was it, yeah Nuts. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So if you just want to come for the fun and just to hang out in a beautiful site or yeah. you want to f- even further dive into the world of Xena or just, you know, and I think for, for a lot of people, their favorite part's just going to be the camaraderie, the friendships, the new people, the, the being around old friends. And yeah. Um, and we get people, thing. we get people who aren't even Xena fans who's a, who are like, oh, my friend told me that I should come to this because it's so amazing, but I haven't watched the show. And then they'll, they'll start watching the show at the beginning. Uh-huh. Right. And then they come and they have the best weekend ever. And they're trying to learn, you know, e- Epiphany, what's her name? Epiphany. <laughs> and then by the end of it they're like i'm going home to watch xena i gotta know what this is about and then they come back the next year and they're like fans of the show it's yeah that's so awesome. yeah there's we sort of create a schedule for everybody to do you can be you can be looking for any kind of weekend and and create your own weekend i guess hmm. so we've got um we've got like your low-key activities we've got your crazy adrenaline activities and then you can do a mix of both as well so and all ages 20s to 80. I mean, yeah. there's all <laughs> ages here. I think our oldest camper is 81 right oh, now, okay. I think. And our youngest is just fresh 21. 
Nice. So. Is it 21 and over? 18 and over. 18 and over. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So good to know. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your obviously very busy schedule. Oh, yeah. Thank you for coming to play with us. <laughs> I'm so excited you guys because you guys are Wendy and Tara <laughs> and, <laughs> and Kat, but I'm so glad that you got to see this because... It's kind of like it's, it's kind of like a, like a little kid being like, "Look, Ma, look what I did!" <laughs> well done, Penny. Thank well you. <laughs> My first convention, I I walked in a convention hall and and I saw that that Gabrielle coat and I was like, "That's Wendy Woody." <laughs> and um, the Gab coat. <laughs> the Gab coat. Yeah, and and so. I don't know. I just I never thought it would lead to something like that. I was this little fangirl. You never know what can happen. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just so never know. You well have built built an empire. You <laughs> have. It's awesome. It's a testament to hard work yeah. and passion and seeing seeing things through. And yeah. community. And yeah. you know yeah. these guys came to the table. So yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing. So thank you for coming out. Well, thank you for letting thank us you. come out and having us and and seeing this incredible thing you've put on. And Absolutely. we're gonna let you go because I'm sure you've got. So many things on your <laughs> oh, I do. I'm, I'm wondering what I'm missing. No, we've got the board break coming the up, board, so it's going to be Yes, they're going to yeah. do that here, right? They are. Yeah. Oh, cool. Here? cool. Nice. Yeah, we're going to okay. get. Yeah, the right. energy is out. intense. So definitely want to see that. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Right. Thank, Thank you, Penny. Penny. Thank you. <laughs> we are at the Z Night Retreat with a lot of fun guests, including the, without comparison, legendary Mary D. Yeah, like we need applause. Yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Mary yes. G. Hello. So what, my dear, brings you out to the Zenite retreat? What gets you to fly all the way over here from Australia yes. to the Zenite retreat? Yes. A um, whole bunch of Zenites in one spot. There's nothing better. Well, there is something better. But <laughs> not that we can talk Let, about. Let's not talk about <laughs> that. that kind of a pot. No. <laughs> it's clean. <laughs> You know, before we even get to why you're here, we should probably establish more of who you are yeah. for the hand, are? tiny handful of people who don't know Mary D. And you're an author. Yes. You run like the most infamous or famous, probably not infamous, <laughs> website for. Sometimes infamous. Yeah. Not only Zena, <laughs> but, you know, Ozzip. That is yes. how you say it, right? That's how I've always said it, but I've never been totally sure. Ozzip. 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 Okay. Ozzip.com. Or as somebody, or as some people call it, Ozpix. Ozpix. Yeah. Which is totally not Ozzip. <laughs> but it's okay. But it's it's not, oh, that's loud. It, it's not only Xena, though. You've explained no. it. Like, you cover all sorts of different shows. Yeah. Supergirl. Like um, uh, Winona Earp. Um, well, different, um, anything with a strong female characters in it, mm-hmm. we cover it. Yeah. We, you can imagine why we have you on this podcast. That is exactly, you've just described the podcast, too. And you are the yes. perfect. And so many people uh, really go to your site for information on what's going on. Mm. And how do you disseminate what makes it on the site versus what doesn't? If it's positive. That's If uh, I like it. And if I think it uh, builds up the community that is the visitors to the site then it will go on the site. If it's not, if it's negative, forget it. It will never go on there. Ever. That's good. <laughs> That's why people like your site. Yeah. <laughs> you need a little positive. No, there's too much negativity in the world, uh, as it is. And the last place you want to go and uh, see negative uh, stuff is a place you enjoy going. And it's, it's, it brings me down if I post anything negative or you know, 
And as far as I'm concerned, this is a positive place. It gives me joy. And if it gives me joy, it gives other people joy. Have you ever thought about retiring from it? Or is it, does it keep you happy? Is the passion still there every day? Is it, does, I guess it helps not just covering Xena, but also... I assume you also still cover Lucy and Renee. Do you cover their careers? Yeah, or whatever they I go do. On and yeah, do and Adrian, Adrian Wilkinson, Lucy Lawless, Renee O'Connor, uh, and everyone else uh, associated with Xena. I also run uh, Rob Tappet's site, uh, oh. social media accounts. But um, have I thought about uh, stopping Ozip? Yes, multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad you. <laughs> that's only when I'm tired and I'm uh, I need to uh, a bit of a rest but it all comes down to this is part of me right and not having Ozip is just it's not an option mm -hmm. and you have helpers too it's not just you're doing everything right or do you have other people that help with updates or help with getting uh, new information as, as a general rule uh -huh. I'm the only one that updates the site wow I have people sending me stuff, mm -hmm. and I look for stuff myself, like news and things. I subscribe to podcasts and uh, RSS feeds and everything that to keep me updated on what's going on. Well, may, what, may we suggest She Nerds Out podcast <laughs> as one you follow in the future? Uh, I will in the future, yes. Well, and my main question is, how do you have time for all of this to find the time? It takes a lot of work, the websites and... and everything yeah it does are um, you a superhuman are you actually human i'm gonna at all? tell you a secret uh -oh. yeah. <laughs> don't tell anybody you heard it here first but i'm a cylon whoa so there's multiple use there's Which multiple one are we talking to <laughs> <laughs> okay so there's lots of mary d's that makes a lot of sense which yes. copy are you one. Oh, you're the original <laughs> okay the original. <laughs> I feel um, special. I how do that. i find the time you know, uh, we always make time for stuff we enjoy. So with my writing, I'll probably do a chapter a night after I get home and do all the stuff that I'm supposed to be doing and feed the cat. Yes. I find the time. I think you will find the time if you love uh, doing something. If you don't like it... That's true. You're going to find it as an imposition... Uh, on yourself mm -hmm. and you, you won't do it so right. it's that simple wow a chapter a night that's a lot that's a big undertaking yeah, on top of everything yeah two to three thousand words wow yeah and what do you what are you writing right now as far at the moment i'm um there was a novella that was part of an anthology that i did called the darkest hour which was about world war ii resistance wow and uh my first, um, my characters uh, first started in uh, World War II in Greece. Whoa. So um, that novella is called Enemy at the Gate, mm -hmm. and that reached uh, the USA Today bestseller list. Whoa, congratulations. Anthology. Yeah. yeah. So I'm turning that into a novel. <laughs> yeah. So uh, wow. that's my current project um, wow. in, on top of uh, book seven which is called Blood Ties, on top of uh, the Xena book uh, that I'm planning and on top of a whole bunch of other things. Tell us more about the Xena book. Oh. What all is involved in that? My pet project. Um, Xena, The Courage Changed Our World is a book about how the Xena... It's a love letter to the Xenoverse. 
where uh, we get 41, no, 42 contributors, to including uh, Wendy. Mm? Uh, <laughs> to um, who? Oh, <laughs> uh, including it's include it's it's all about fan fiction. It's about the Xenoverse, the charity, the the heartbeat of the Xenoverse, the webmasters, the artists, the fanfic writers, the whole gamut of artistic endeavour in this incredible fandom. And it hasn't been done before. And, I'm, and oh. I was thinking, I was coming up to 2016, uh, uh, 20th anniversary, and I was thinking, how about we, we do an Ozip and a Xenoverse history? And Kim Tabin was around at the Xenot retreat. And I said to Kim, Kim, I have an idea. And this is where most people should run away from me. <laughs> because it usually means a lot of work. Um, I said, what if you do a whoosh chapter? And then we, uh, we do this. She said, yeah. And that started the ball rolling. And uh, today I, go, I had a panel discussing the, uh, the book and um, released it for the first time, exactly what everybody's doing. So um, it, it was the first time that I had put the contents of the book and into a guide, and when I get back uh, home, um, it will go up on the site. Awesome. So when is it coming out? September 4, 2020, oh. which is Zena's 25th anniversary so i yeah. have time to write yes you, you have <laughs> december 31 2019 okay i'll get it done by then <laughs> i'm pretty sure yeah no wendy for you it's next week <laughs> okay I'll good write it right now excellent <laughs> give me a pen <laughs> yeah so wow. when, what else is going on in your life anything new anything um um you I'm sound like you don't have time for anything else i do i work full time oh my what goodness. yeah wow we um, could learn a lot from you. <laughs> yeah. I, work, I work full time, but as I said before, um, when you f have, when you find joy in something, you make time for it. It may not be immediate, um, but you make time for it. So, uh, I've made time for ten fiction books and twenty-three books all up. Uh, opening my own uh, publishing company. So, you know. Wow. This is a lesson in ambition. <laughs> no, it's a lesson in insanity. Yeah. <laughs> is Ozip the best place to find all things, like not only just the, the Xena and all the websites you maintain, but your personal, like your books and everything? Is Ozip.com? No. Uh, my, my books are, are under um, Mary D. Brooks, uh, nextchapter.net. Okay. That's my official site. And everything else is under ozip.com. Uh, awesome. Okay. Favorite part of Zenite Retreat? Um, the camaraderie. The sheer joy of, of sitting in the lobby of the Burbank Marriott to start off with and just watching Xena fans greet each other. It's like old times again, It's huh? like old times. <laughs> it is seriously good fun. And over here, you just have them just just be themselves yeah and it's all about uh i was saying it's all about acceptance rather than tolerance yeah well it's like the amazon village we all wanted to live yeah. in during the show and yeah now it's it here. really is even out if here. it's just yeah. one weekend of a year 
It's like our, the Amazon village we always wanted. Yeah. So it's cool. People and are when just uh, Penny in. was uh, setting up her first one, uh-huh. she goes, Mary, I have an idea, and I should have run by then, but uh, she goes, um, I'm doing a Zenite retreat. And I'm thinking, what a great idea. Because uh, the uh, Xenocons were um, nearly over, or practically over, and uh, it was a good way to bring the fans together, or as uh, Stephen Sears calls it, the Xena horde. <laughs> so I think it's a great it's a great idea. Well, if anybody knows Penny, they know if Penny decides to do something, it's going to happen, and yeah. it's going to be and very very way. well done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she's really pulled That's off exactly an amazing it. thing. <laughs> she loves it. It's there's a joy to it. So, you know, she puts her heart and soul into it. Yeah. So. And people love it. Yeah. People love it. Well, we really thank you for stopping by and for all the positivity that you spread to everyone um, every day. And we really appreciate you, um, everything that you do. I can tell you the Xenoverse would not be what it is without Mary D. No. Bringing yeah. us all together and being that little hub that everybody knows to go to and then keeps everything going and alive. And so you are, I hope you understand how valuable, valuable you are to this fandom because um, you are. I... <laughs> I'll be honest, I, I don't see myself as that. We do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you do. But I just, uh, I'm doing something I love. And the icing on the cake is that everybody else likes it too. Yeah. So. Well, thank you. And next time you think about retiring, talk to us and we'll make sure we talk you out of it <laughs> <laughs> again. And we'll keep you. you going for another 20 years. Yes. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, Mary D. Thank, thank you, Mary D. All right, next up we have Ariel Wetzel. And what would you like to say about your own introduction? You can do it better justice than we can. Okay. I'm known in the Xena fandom as one of the people behind Xena Movie Campaign, and we've been active since 2011, fighting for a revival of Xena Warrior Princess, starring the original cast, Lucy Lawless and Renee O'Connor. In my day job, I am a feminist fandom scholar working in science fiction and fandom studies, um, where I teach classes on fandom, television, warrior women, all that fun stuff. Wow. I know. That's pretty that awesome. Like it's, <laughs> that's like obviously awesome right job. up our alley. Yeah. Um, what does that entail? Like, what kind of fandom? Like, what, what does that entail? I don't even know where to start. So, <laughs> in university courses, I have to shoot pretty wide to draw in um, the interest of the students and to contextualize. So, how I approach my college classes is I take something I'm really obsessed with, like Xena, and think, okay, how can I explain this to 18 to 25-year-olds in a way where they'll get it so then I'll expand and look at something like okay look at the lineage of the warrior woman in mythology religion up through pop culture in the present day and then before we know it we have a 10-week course and a very interdisciplinary course did you do any panels here I did okay I was uh one of the speakers on the Akazina panel yesterday which was on Henry Jenkins concept of the Akafan or academic fan which is the participant researcher involved in fandom studies. And you don't have to be a scholar to be an ACA fan. And we discussed how Xena really was one of the first shows to invite participation from fans and research from fans to engage in a way that was unprecedented in previous television shows. Wow. And where do you teach? Are you local? Or are you? Are no, I'm from Washington State. Oh, okay. And so I've, I've taught most of my pop culture studies classes at the University of Washington. I'm currently teaching at a, a smaller community college in the Seattle area. 
Did Xena launch this, or were you into this? Was this your thing before Xena? This was my thing before Xena. I'm actually a latecomer to the fandom, so oh. I've always been a huge fandom person. I'm in my mid-30s, so I grew up on the internet and was involved in book fandoms like Animorphs, Dragon Riders of Pern, uh, Red Wall, sort of the, the fantasy and science fiction novels that were popular with middle schoolers when mm -hmm. I was in middle school. And so I was aware of Xena fans growing up on the internet, mm -hmm. but I didn't really understand the show or appreciate it until I was an adult in 2010. I was part of the Netflix generation. Okay. I was sort of reintroduced to this show that I remembered from my childhood, and I just absolutely fell in love. Did you, so you, did you get into it after the convention stopped, or was this your first exposure, exposure or did you go to some of the actual I was lucky enough to go to the conventions, mm -hmm. so having followed fandom, I knew there were Xena conventions back in the day, but I had no idea they were still continuing. Uh, all the other 90s shows, conventions, like X-Files and Buffy had long stopped by the time I came along, and mm -hmm. I was trying to look historically at conventions to learn about what I'd missed, mm -hmm. and to my delight, I learned they were still happening. So I was able to start attending the first last con in 2012, <laughs> and there were three more last yes. cons mm -hmm. after that I was able to attend as well, and then I've uh, been at all of the Xena retreats as well. Oh, awesome. What did you think about your first exposure to the Xenite uh, world? It was like coming home. Mm -hmm. I know many people have described the fandom this way. Mm -hmm. So I remember walking up to the hotel, dragging my little rolly bag behind me and just <laughs> almost breaking out into tears because just in front of the hotel were hundreds of people like me who loved Xena as much as I did. Yeah. Yeah. And this, the Xenite retreat, we were just talking to Penny earlier and it's so well done and it feels just like you're right back at the convention. So it's, but outside. <laughs> yes, but yes. with a pool right here. And I love the conventions, but yeah. retreat is something even more special to me because it's mm -hmm. so intimate. Yeah. And the, the small size of it really allows a chance to bond among fans. Yeah, the conventions could be a little overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Speaking as someone who went to their first one and barely talked to anyone because I was scared. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, here it's a little more intimate. You, you do activities with people. You mm -hmm. don't just go and sit in panels. More bonding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, I was pretty shy my first convention and didn't meet a lot of people. So it took probably the second year before I branched out and started introducing myself. Because there's hundreds and sometimes thousands of oh, people yeah. at the Xena conventions. It can be yeah. hard to find sort of your niche to fit in. And right. clicks do form. You know, well, not even necessarily intentionally, but you just get your group of friends. And sometimes you new people fall into that group. Mm -hmm. but you feel comforted in your own group. So it's hard yeah. to, like, integrate yourself into establish Xena Mm -hmm. Posses, it can. <laughs> and tribes. I was lucky to find the other Netflix generation and connect with them. Yeah, uh, but there are definitely a lot of different generations yeah. of fans. Well, and you're Netflix, right? You were uh, yeah, I was. I started Netflix uh, back before it was streaming, mm. though. Like when I had still had to get the discs and everything. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, again, I also watched as a kid, but, mm. but you know, got back into it as an adult. So, but with the Xena movie campaign, mm -hmm. is that a movie itself, or would you? be happy with a TV show if they included yes. Lucy and Renee so it's kind of any yes. form we of would it. be happy we support any Xena that is true to the original so whether it's comics video games movie TV show mm -hmm. our dream is to have the original cast back TV show or movie Lucy and Renee don't necessarily want to do another TV show uh, Lucy has said she is willing to do something short like a movie a pass right. the torch kind of movie uh, and so we decided we did support the reboot that was in talks a few years ago. I don't know if you followed that mm -hmm. very closely. So uh, the powers that be wanted to reboot the show rather than do a sequel. And 
it wasn't exactly what we wanted. We wanted the original cast back, and we thought about it, discussed mm -hmm. it, and decided that's okay if it's a reboot. It'll bring new interest into the show. If it's successful, we'll have a crossover, and Lucy Lawless, Renee O'Connor can return and mentor the new warriors. Yeah, that would be perfect. That's we we kind of joking about how in the show, but they did do a reboot. You know, Lucy and <laughs> Renee could be putting on their leather, getting back into oh, that Zena shape, quite fit, quite right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Still I, yeah, I can see them. They're you know yeah. they've kind of gotten the the retired home life. They <laughs> have to get back into it, get back in action. Yeah. Well, in this day and age, with things coming back, I mean, I I would be shocked, especially if Lucy's in, interested in Renee. I would be shocked if nothing ever happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like the interest is there, and I think I think now there'd be an audience for it. I mean, Zena coming back, Lucy coming back as Zena. Look, the crowd is excited about yeah. it. <laughs> it's um, you know, I just can't imagine it not happening. You know, I I know the window's getting a little yes. smaller mm -hmm. with age and Hollywood being what mm -hmm. it is. But look at Lucy; she could mm -hmm. do. I mean, you got you know people yeah. playing super. Yeah. Whatever. Look at Tom Cruise still mm -hmm. jumping off at planes yeah. and stuff. <laughs> I mean, Lucy can do it. So let's yeah. get it going. So what actions do you guys take? So we campaigned very heavily from 2011 until about 2016 mm -hmm. to the point where we uh, actually got to the point where Universal was willing to order the pilot for the reboot. It didn't wow. proceed from there, but mm -hmm. the pilot was ordered. And the actions we took were largely social media, though we did also have snail mail write-in campaigns. Mm -hmm. And I've heard through the grapevine that Universal was very aware of our presence. Mm -hmm. We were pestering them all over all of their social media pages. It wasn't related to Xena. We made it related. Mm -hmm. What's what's the best way to find your group? Are you still active? Are you still uh, right have a now? Presence? We are, but we're not as active as we used to be. So when the reboot was canceled, we kind of went on hiatus, um, in part because we had broken hearts, in part yeah. because of exhaustion. Yeah. But we still exist. We still post occasionally, and we're just waiting until there's new movement on a mm -hmm. reboot or revival because it's only a matter of time. Our Facebook page is where we're most active, facebook.com slash Zena Movie Campaign. Okay. So, well, it's something's going to have to yeah. happen. <laughs> it's, o it's only a matter of time. Right. Yeah. I agree the window is closing for yeah. our original actresses, and that's part of what I'm struggling with with motivation. Yeah. yeah. Each year it gets less likely they'll return. Yeah, and le and it gets a little less familiar. you like, where? Yes. who are these people? They're not going to be the same. Yeah. So. Well, I, I wish you luck, and I hope, you know, if if it uh, if it does come to pass, I'm sure, you know, you guys' efforts keeping it alive and efforts like the Zenite Retreat, just anything showing people with the power to make this type of thing. And how much are the rights still an issue? I know for a while there was an issue with, like, rights yes. or Rob having the rights. Is that still a thing? I, I understand that the rights issue has been resolved. Okay. okay. I'm not convinced there was ever a rights issue. And I'm new to the fandom, so <laughs> I missed a lot of that. Uh, but I understand Rob was the one who decided it would not to go forward with a reboot after mm. all. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Well, mm -hmm. you know, we will keep you posted if you yeah. hear anything. And we'll I'm sure follow, yeah. follow your <laughs> Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, go follow that page yeah. for the latest updates because I'm sure you guys will be yes. up on it. But <laughs> Yeah, we will. We'll, we're ready to come back into action if there's any movement at all, all right. on the reboot. Yeah. Thank you, Ariel. All there, right, there's thank like you. a major party Sounds starting like here. Sounds like something's too. going on. Here, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> But thank you so much for stopping by, and good luck, and we'll be following okay. you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, we are here now with the one and only Stephen Sears, <laughs> who writer producer of Xena, and uh, and a long time 
well, obviously, a long-time associate with the show because you were part of the show. You yes. helped create the show. And, and as I was telling Terry, you know, you were involved in so many, like, from the beginning in shaping the Pretty world. Much. And, the, yeah, from, you know, early on to, to help shape the whole the world, the tone, the characters, mm-hmm. the um, everything that, that got the show off to the start that it had. And, yep. um, and, it's, uh, and obviously, it grew from there. And yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was, uh, as, as everybody knows, Xena was a spinoff from Hercules, from my mm-hmm. big brother. And when that was uh, the story, and the way I got involved, was that the original supervising producer on Xena was a woman named Babs Grayhowski. Hmm. Now, the interesting thing about Babs is that Babs was the executive producer on a show called Riptide, which was the first TV show I ever wrote for. So she hired me, and she became one of my best friends. We worked together on many shows. She's an incredible writer, incredible. And so one day she calls me, and she says, I'm on this new show, and it's a spinoff from the show Hercules. And there's a character on this show I think you would like to write for. And I thought, oh, great. And she goes, would you come in and talk to everybody? I went, great. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the character she thought that I would be good to write for was Salmonius. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I'd seen Hercules, and, yeah, I I like Salmonius. I like the characters. And I'd seen, um, I I saw tape of of one of the Gauntlet episodes with Mm -hmm. Cena. So I went in, and um, this was, uh, RJ was just finishing up the pilot script. And so I met with Rob and RJ, and Liz was there as well. And during that uh, conversation, it was just a meet and greet, I was asking a lot of questions about where the show was going to go. And one of the questions I asked was, uh, I said that on Hercules, there had been a lot of, uh, the gods were always on Hercules. But I said, are you going to deal with any demigods? And Rob says, well, what do you mean? (laughs) And I said, well, demigods. And I said, for example, let's say, I don't know, I'll pick one, um, Morpheus, the god of sleep. So Morpheus uh, kidnaps Gabrielle because he has something he wants her to do. Maybe he wants to marry Gabrielle. But unfortunately, Gabrielle's just a total innocent. You know, she's never killed anybody, and that's important. So, and I'm mm-hmm. basically spun out Dreamworker, mm-hmm. just sitting yes. there. So when I was done with that, Rob goes, that's a great idea. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, it's a great idea. So anyway, answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> so I went home and came up with two other ideas, and I came back and pitched them. And um, they, they liked the Dreamworker idea. So I wrote that script, and off the first draft, I believe, they um, told me, they said, you know, we don't have any producer positions. I'd been a producer already. But um, we, we would love to have you work with us. So I agreed to be a creative consultant on the show. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, Babs decided to leave. She had another commitment. So she left, I think, after four episodes. And when she left, I walked into RJ's office, and I said, RJ, you now have a producer's position. You know my resume. I've produced before. And RJ goes, oh, let me talk to Rob. And Rob goes, oh, let me talk to Sam. And Sam goes, give him the job. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's how I ended up on the show. Wow. I, I love the starts of show. It seems like a lot of, of people that get into certain shows or positions, it comes from someone you know. And then it oh, or yeah. that at least leads to the opportunity. Yeah. If not, networking is the ex- extremely yeah. important. Most of my career has been networking. But as I tell people who are trying to get into the business, uh, don't ever hear yourself saying, well, it's who you know that counts. Because that's your way of saying, well, I'm going to fail anyway. Mm-hmm. My right. response to that is, then get to know them. Right. Make right. the phone that's calls. That's on you to, that get, is that, exactly. to get out there and, and try. Exactly. Yeah. That is exactly right. And if you can't back it up, all you know. Well, that's the other thing. Who you know and how you get to know them will get you started. Your talent keeps you in. And your ability to work well with others. Right. Well, I, I know I, I was telling Tara, I always enjoyed at the various conventions or whenever I had the opportunity to hear you speak about the episodes you'd written, I always really enjoyed all the thought that you could tell went into it. It wasn't hmm. just, I mean, you know, we've written our own things and I, I am no writer. I can tell you that right now. But like, I, especially when I hear someone like you explain, like, you know, 
balancing historical events or figures or you know or motive just even motivations for like character the way they go or the mm -hmm. decisions they make or, or what's behind it and underlying themes and it's just it's always interesting to me to hear real writers talk about what goes into writing an episode or a character yeah. and um, so I always enjoy that over the years at the, Thank at you. the conventions. And, and you're right mm -hmm. there's um, I, I think way too much I admit that uh, anybody here at the conventions or at the retreats who's ever, you know, said, where did you come up with this thing? And then they sit there and about four hours later, <laughs> their eyes are glazed over. Um, but I always give this kind of example. Um, what I know, well, what, what I know about you mm -hmm. is um, a smidgen of who you actually are. You know, and that's true of anybody you know. You know, 10% of them because that's what they're showing you right at this moment. But that 10% you're showing me has an entire lifetime behind it. The stuff I have never seen and I won't experience in your emotional experiences. Now, when I create a character, I'm only going to show that 10% to the audience. But I, as the creator, have to know the 90% that built mm. it. See, wow. like that. That, <laughs> kind, of thing. that <laughs> kind of thing is what's interesting. I yeah. is wise beyond my years. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and one thing, Ed, we just had the charity raffle mm -hmm. that Adrian Wilkinson puts on. And you donated a book. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, that really goes into more of the kind of the, the a writer's guide or a guide to get in getting into writing yes yeah. yes the uh, tell me a little bit about the book <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh okay first of all <laughs> i'm not a fan of the title oh, okay. <laughs> however it was a working title as a joke but the publisher got so used to seeing it that he said no i want to keep the title so the <clears throat> the full title is the non-user friendly guide for aspiring tv writers advice and experiences from the trenches not what you want to know but what you need to know that is actually the entire title wow <laughs> i just say it's a non-user friendly guide uh this was actually a book that um uh it came about because of my internet presence i'm a techno geek i mean i just mm. i'm a total geek i am really a geek so as soon as the interwebs came active i was on there and uh, because of my experience in working in the industry, I made myself accessible to all new writers, and I would join forums, and I would answer questions. And after a while, I was getting a lot of questions that were repeating themselves, which told me that just, you know, the, they weren't getting the right answers, or at least answers that made sense to them. So uh, instead of answering the same thing every time, I started keeping notes. So I would write down everything I said, and then um, I would adapt it for the next response or something like mm -hmm. that. Now, flash forward to Kevin J. Anderson, uh, he and I became friends. We've been friends for a couple of decades. And uh, Kevin is a um, one of the top sci-fi writers. He has like 23 million oh, yeah. books sold worldwide. Right. He writes all the Dune sequels with Her Brian Herbert. Um, so we were going to work on a project together. And he's never worked in Hollywood and is extremely suspicious. So I said, uh, we, we got to go pitch these things. So I'm going to send you all my notes. And you can look through them and get an idea. So I sent it to him. And when he flies out, he says, you need to publish this. And I said, no, Kevin, there's, there's, not a, it's not, there's not enough there for a book. And he goes, do a word count. So I did a word count. It was like, I don't know, 70,000 words or something. <laughs> and he reached up in my, my cabinet. He pulled out a book and he said, this is 45,000 words. <laughs> so it took another five years, mm -hmm. but it got published. And really what it is, it's not a book to teach anybody to write. And it's not to teach somebody to be creative. No one can do that. You either are or you aren't. And I think everybody is. Uh, I could maybe teach you to release it, but you've got that gene or you don't. But this is a book about working in the business. It's everything from the care and feeding of agents to how to comport yourself in a meeting, how to take notes, how to give notes. Hmm. And it's filled with little anecdotes um, about my experiences throughout the time, people I've met and people I've talked to and things that I've learned. 
Here's a question that popped up to my head. Okay. So talking about being, you know, you're very engaged with the fans and, you know, and talking about social media and the mm-hmm. internet. So if Xena, if Twitter existed in Xena days, do you <laughs> think you would have stayed on it? Or how, how <laughs> I don't know, like especially towards, I, there were times where I thought it, it would have been rough to be a Xena fan on Twitter here and there. Hmm, that's and especially, especially shows that, you know, do everything right. You're always going to have that group that yeah. just yeah. hates something yeah. right. and gets vocal about it. And I just wonder, like, is it, how how would that Twitter Xena world been? I don't know. It's it, a good it's question. Interesting. You know, tw- because Twitter is instantaneous, either instantaneous yeah. love or instantaneous hate. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and also, we're kind of retroing technology into a previous era. It's kind of like, you know, if you had a battleship back during yeah. the, you know, the Punic Wars, <laughs> um, <laughs> it would like certainly be different. Yeah. I don't know how it would affect... Us, I've you know because we also had before then we had of course media, and we had um, um, fan periodicals that would come out about shows. I mean even oh, Riptide, yeah. my first show in '84, th- mm-hmm. there were fan magazines that came out. So there was criticism back then. I don't know because you remember when Xena came out, AOL was becoming big, mm-hmm. and I immediately found the AOL chat rooms. Well, I'm, my <laughs> first exposure true. was CompuServe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was CompuServe. on a CompuServe yeah, Xena yeah. group, so yeah, that w- it was pretty new it was and and i went into the the chat rooms and i i don't like lurking so i told everybody who i was <laughs> and i said look i'm you know i'm just here because i'm a fan and geek as well but um if you start talking about plots that you want to pitch to me i'll leave because i have to yeah. and if i become the topic of your conversation i'll leave because i don't want to uh, interfere mm-hmm. and everybody was respectful and they were wonderful and yeah there were a lot of things that came out that were negative mm-hmm. but you just kind of like take it in stride this is not a business for the thin-skinned anyway and i feel like then too it's you just said what you said in a group and it might be negative it, ne- it might be positive mm-hmm. but now you have this people are i think just wanting to say things to see how much response they can get yes. so they may mm-hmm. go more extreme or just talk about things that just write up some random opinion or or whatever mm-hmm. just to see how many likes or retweets or whatever so it's right. not like you're just talking to a group of similar minded people mm-hmm. that is a it's true just thing. let me just throw this crazy thing out there and see how far it goes yeah and that is so. true but, you know but uh, hopefully after a while if somebody does that more than a couple of times people begin to realize that's what right. they're doing yeah right it's like so. that one reviewer on ro- uh, rotten tomatoes that yeah. always puts the negative yes. <laughs> just exactly. so people will say why did they say that i'm clicking on there yeah. well there's a and i will, will not use names here but there's the head of an agency here who absolutely hates me, <laughs> and um, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't have a reason to. But there is a yeah. history behind this. Somebody else hate me, and I remember that this agency tried to then pursue me, and um, the agent that wanted to bring me into the agency said, um, said, you know, you're available, and I'm going to bring you in. And I said, no, no, your boss hates me, and I'm just telling you right now, it's going to happen. And uh, he says, no, no. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get all the agents behind me before we go and approach him. <laughs> So apparently they had a big round table, and he says, first order of business. And this agent goes, I want to talk about Steve Sears. And the head agent says, that name will not be mentioned in my presence. Let's move on. So (laughs) when he contacted me later on, and he was so upset, but he was so, like, ashamed, and he told me that. He says, and such and such said this about you. And I said, I feel so far. And I said, don't feel that way. Everybody knows he's like that. Believe me, if I could get that quote on my resume, I would. (laughs) (laughs) He cares that much about me. He's going to go on and on. He can't even hear my name. (laughs) Well, what what keeps you coming out to Zenite retreats and active involvement? What what brings you out? The cookies. Well, (laughs) I should have had a cookie. (laughs) Where are those? Um, Somebody asked me yesterday... um, um, about, you know, do I, do I always come to these things? And, mm-hmm. and I said, my response is this. I said, as long as they keep inviting me, I will come, keep coming out here. Um, 
you know, fandom in general is just amazing. The Zenite family is just incredible. Mm -hmm. um, the charity is the thing that really does it for me with them. They're just the most charitable people in the world. And my, my kind of general rule has been um, for almost any appearance is that if you have a fan charity, I don't charge an appearance fee. I'm there. I will absolutely be there. Yeah. If you don't have one, then pay me because I have my own charity. But it's also just the, the family feeling of Xena. I mean, this show has been off the air for how long? And we still have this going on. 18 years? Yeah. 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 And we still have this. This is still going on. Um, and we haven't had any version of it since then. Mm -mm. Right. There's not been any, any well, there's been a, some comic books. That's right, comic books. But no animation, no movies, mm. unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've had nothing, and yet this is still that strong. Uh, and uh, you, Winnie, you kind of overheard us talking about this uh, earlier with some of the fans. Um, they were actually over here recounting the first time they met me because one of the things that makes me nervous in a nice sense is I don't like people being uncomfortable around me. So the new fans will look at me and they'll go, oh my gosh, <laughs> there's, I think that's Mr. Sears. Mr. Sears. <laughs> and I tell them, I say, look, I really appreciate that, but talk to the old timers here. By the next convention, you're just gonna go, oh, hi, Steve, see him again. <laughs> <laughs> and I prefer that. Get out of the way of the cookie, Steve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's at the cookies he again. He took the last cookie again. <laughs> Why do they keep inviting him? <laughs> well, this is, this is our first time out. It's, I mean, you know Penny. Penny, mm -hmm. she's a dynamo, and she she goes over and above and and does a great job with everything she takes on. So and look how far she's come. I know. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? The first time yeah. I met her, she was a shy girl. She's like, I was yeah. scared to talk to you. Oh, I and now look at her. The talent show she did the first time I met her was a stunt show. Oh right. yeah. She, she walked out on the show. stage and they did a stunt show, and she was just energetic and yeah. if you say the world australia anywhere near her presence you knew where she was yeah um and now she's come so far she's, she's very i know <sighs> i'm so old those kids grow up so fast <laughs> i tell you yeah it's it's so wild to see the new the youngins the youngins yeah. coming into the fandom yep seeing seeing Zena. what we've been doing with this podcast we've been doing a rewatch of various episodes and uh -huh. it's, it's amazing to walk you know look back and say oh i forgot about this or like remember that character oh what was that name what was the name you yeah. know, <laughs> that, i still that were like that. <laughs> you know we knew everything and now it's been fun going back and revisiting all the episodes mm -hmm. and and how yeah. well they hold up i would and lose yeah. any trivia contest against the oh. other fans i just yeah I would yeah they all I, think that oh well you know everything about it i'm like you know what no i that i i forgot more than you guys ago. you know that's <laughs> oof <laughs> yeah well, what what else you got going on now? What's what's the future? I have a lot of things going on. New projects, uh, things I'm you probably can't talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, some I can only talk partially about a couple of them. Um, I am developing projects. Um, when I did my last show, which was at the end of 2000, I went from Xena, then I did Sheena, <laughs> and my next yeah. character, Balima. I know. <laughs> um, I did that for Sony, and then afterwards, I went into development, meaning the studios were, were paying me to develop projects, mm -hmm. and that lasted for quite a while. None of the projects ended up on the air. So I'm doing my own personal development now, occasionally working with studios. And at the moment, I'm, I am working on a screenplay. That is, that is my own development, however. I have two novels that I'm currently writing, one collection of short stories. Mm. Uh, I have a graphic novel, which was published back in May by Vault Publishing. That's called Stalag X. And that was written with Kevin Anderson. And that is a futuristic concentration camp. Um, it is very gritty. It's not for kids. Uh, that particular one, uh, the interior art is done by Mike Retera, um, a Catalonian artist who is just incredible. And that project, um, 
This is where I can't talk about too much. Uh, as soon as we started working on it, I got that into the industry because I wanted studio interest. And we started getting a lot of interest. Mm. And some major names were after it, and I mean really, really close. Um, and I will say that the Me Too movement made us walk away from a few people. Ah. Oh. Mm. Um, and in one particular case, so somebody that I, I really do like, and there's a gray area around that. So mm -hmm. we were kind of, and, and they, they also said the same thing. The company said, you know, why don't you guys like back away from us until we figure out what's going on here. Mm. And I respected them for that, but yeah. I was like, yes, we do have to back away. Um, but during all of this, it was gaining kind of traction. And uh, the publisher then suddenly sent me an email saying, I have somebody writing us about the availability of the film and television rights. And I said, okay, sure, I'll talk to whoever. So I started communicating with this person, and he told me who he was working with, and I can't tell you who this is. Mm -hmm. uh, if I did, you know, we would hear the mics drop. <laughs> yeah. And um, by coincidence, this is a director of some of my favorite films oh, and also okay. a series okay. of films and things. And I mean, really up there in that level. And at first, I seriously thought, okay, this is a gag. I'm being punked here. So mm -hmm. I did some double checking. Turned out to be true. So we started having conversations, and we just last month Kevin and I signed a uh, shopping agreement with him to try to develop it as a TV series or a, a feature franchise and so that's in the works uh, the funny thing though was that I was so proud of myself because I got this stuff out there hey I did mm -hmm. my stuff you know, I made my mm -hmm. connections etc so I asked um, the gentleman I was talking to who's the partner and I said um, so uh, how did you get a hold of Stalag X? And I'm thinking, it must have come through this contact I made here or this representation here. And he said, I think I just bought it at Barnes & Noble. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh. like, okay, well, I guess that's the way it's supposed to happen. <laughs> you just never know. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got those going on. Um, I'm kind of concentrating a lot in the novel area because the key today is owning the intellectual property. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is the key. Well, it yeah. Seems, yeah, it seems like a lot comes from books. Well, it's because of the new face of television and mm -hmm. features. Yeah. Um, so much of the uh, features are now franchised that they have to be a major comic book brand or something like that. Mm -hmm. right. And so much of television is now going to the overarching storylines of streaming television, which is wonderful for a storyteller, but it's hard for people to actually get work when they're starting out. Mm -hmm. And even somebody such as myself, um, one of the things I, I do when I appear at uh, conventions and panels and at uh, universities is I get invited into a lot of um, uh, panels about uh, diversity mm -hmm. and about the isms of Hollywood. And uh, those of you listening to this, uh, you, you don't know what I look like, but believe me, I look like the epitome of the straight white male. <laughs> I absolutely do. So at these particular panels, we talk about the problems that people of color, of orientation, gender, have in getting into the business and being respected and actually working. Um, Right now, we have a huge surge of diversity. And uh, back in the 90s, the studios tried this, but they were doing it for publicity. Now they really mean it. Mm -hmm. They recognize these voices are out there. And believe me, I am just doing backflips over this because I absolutely love this. The one ism that people don't address a lot, and this isn't a gripe, this is, I'm just pointing this out, is the ism of age. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. that's one that crosses cultures. So I have a really long resume. But working in television is actually harder for me now. Hmm. Now, having said that, it is not a complaint. I had a, a friend of mine just recently who is much in my cultural diversity. <laughs> and he's a showrunner. He's worked for a long time. And he made a comment. He's very, very progressive. But he did make a comment. He said, you know, for someone who, like you and myself, straight white males, 
It's just stacked against us now. It's all about diversity. And I said, <laughs> I told him, I said, you know, it's really hard for me to feel sorry for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I said, for 30 years, I have a feeling other voices were saying the exact same thing, yeah, and yeah. we just rode the wave. So, yeah. you know, back off. This is a <laughs> this is a richness now in storytelling that we have mm -hmm. not had, and I yeah. absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well. I, good luck. I hope everything <laughs> falls into place oh, it yeah, has. in the best way it possibly can yeah, for, it has. for yeah. your future I've projects. I've had a wonderful and time, and it's just the people I've met and yeah. the things that are happening now. I love it. I just yeah. absolutely love it. We can't wait to stalk you later and see who it was you've been working <laughs> yeah, I with. Yeah, I know. I want like, well, we we to hear the news. I <laughs> asked whether I could talk about it, and they said, no, we want to make sure, first make sure other things are more solidified, yeah. and then we have our own publicity and everything. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'll have to back no off problem. on that. But Keep an eye maybe out. one day I can tell the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> cool. cool. Well, thank you very much sure. for your time, and enjoy, enjoy the retreat. Yes, I'm going to go run and jump in the pool. Yeah. Are you really? <laughs> no, not. Oh, no. I just figured they're not going to see this anyway. Yeah, that's true. We're all going to jump in the pool right now. Trying to make a big splashing sound. We can tell I'm him all sorts of things. Oh, there he goes now. Oh, look, he's doing the oh, board breaking. Oh look at that God. board. We'll put a sound effect. <laughs> he broke a board on the way <laughs> to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. right. Well, thank you very thank much. Thank you very this much, awesome. Stephen. All right, take care. And we're back. Guys, that was awesome. Thank you. Well yeah. done. I'm so, I'm very proud of you guys. You represented Thanks. us very well. We, we pushed the record button. Yeah, we made sure to push that <laughs> button right. That was the scariest part. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, our technical oh, man. advisor. <laughs> just keep looking at the screen. Is it going? Okay, I think it's going. And it was really bright out there. And there were some tense moments. Oh, boy. Make sure that button was pushed. Well, you pulled through. Yeah, and I will awesome. say one of the highlights, and I think you probably heard a little of this on uh, mm -hmm. during the end of the interview with Ariel, the board-breaking team had walked in. Oh, cool. And you probably heard the noise and the beating at the boards and I, I gotta say that was a cool moment they what they would do was they would someone was teaching them how to break a board with their hand and on the back of the board they'd written things I guess they wanted to conquer in their life or break through in their life mm -hmm. and it was just to watch this group you know come in they each one would individually go um set up a board and the rest of the group would cheer and say their name as you're getting ready. And you bust the board, and there was a loud cheer when you yeah. busted your board. And um, and it took a good over half an hour to get through everybody. Yeah, a lot least. of people. And there was, they were chanting and cheering the entire time. Yeah. It wasn't like oh, there's it died down, and it was like that awkward walk where you put it up there and <laughs> yeah. then no, it was like a raucous roar like mm -hmm. the whole time. People just you know, chanting the person's name. Um, and then they'd go up and do like a few practice, uh, you know, tries on it. And then they, when they were ready to go, they went and it was, it, yeah. Yeah. Everybody it was a good it was moment. Awesome. Yeah. It was, there were a lot of really positive things that happened at this camp. And um, it's, yeah, if you've ever thought about going and I, you know, part of it was the expense and I didn't live here, but now that I do live in California, right. It's something I'm definitely wanting to look into going to next year. So yeah, it was a good environment. Maybe we can go back beautiful. next year. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I think it'd be a good idea. All right. Well, listen, how can people find us? <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, it's been so long. I, I hope know. I remember. <laughs> Take your time. Uh, the She Nerds Out podcast uh, on Instagram and then Facebook she nerds out podcast so it's not that hard to find if you're really looking for Sounds us on pretty there simple yeah and there's some pictures from the retreat on oh, there cool. nice. and uh yeah lots of fun lots of pretty pictures i think some of the mountains and stuff we were driving in it was really cool mm -hmm. did you're it feel like you were there welcome. with us i did I, it did feel like i was there it really did yeah well, it's good to hear all those voices some of my some of my favorite people in this universe uh, you guys talked to so it was really good 
Yeah, it was nice catching up with them. I it, was, it. it was really fun. Hadn't seen Penny or Mary D or Steven in a long time. Never met Ariel. So it was all it was all fun That's getting awesome. to know these people. Well, listen, till next time. She, she nerds out. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like nerds.